Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It is episode 449. And it's Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. And man, is this a day of pairs. Guess what pairs we had. The pair, number one, Nicholas and Theodore are both gone. Pair number two. That's Ruben a winning and pair. I were both late. And so is uh, Leighton. Oh, it's a pair of three. Yeah. Yeah, wait, we're just waiting for one other person to be late so that we have a pair of pairs. Apparently. So we've, this is, we've been off for two weeks, probably because uh, my son was born. No, we weren't off for two weeks. Yeah, we were. We had Jeff, two do weeks you not, we recorded. No, there was two weeks of missing episodes. Oh, but what did we, did we record three weeks ago? Yeah, you recorded three weeks so ago So your child me. is three weeks old. Exactly. Oh. Three weeks and one a day. Child. Four um, score and 11. Wait, that's a, something else. A child. So, Jeff, <laughs> we're also going to discuss about Jeff uh, not limping into work, but definitely maybe should have been limping into work. We've got some jerky we're going to taste on today's I, docket. I limped not into work. To limp or not to limp. And Layton just is. got done saying he's got oodles of content because he hasn't even been able to talk about Alaska. So I don't even know I don't even know where to well, begin. Well, let's not have two latent stories. Yeah, I agree. One. So Jeff, what's going on with you? Well, okay. Sunday night. Sunday my my foot kind of was bothering me, like as if I had bruised the heel of my foot. Ooh, a bruised heel. And, yeah. Ouch. And so I was uh, you know, I just kind of, it, it's, it's just like, whatever. I think it's something I've felt before. I don't know. Um, and it wasn't like that bad, but Sunday night I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night and my foot was absolutely throbbing. Like, could you feel the blood pulsing through it? Like that kind basically, of throb? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, and it was just like, it just like hurt. I like I wasn't doing anything. There was no weight on it. Uh, there, nothing was wrong. And weirdest of all is that if I got up and stood or sat, the pain would kind of subside hmm. to a point where it was manageable. But anyways, long story short, I got approximately three hours of sleep Sunday night because, and I was laying in the bed most of the time I went down and sat on the couch. I propped my feet up. That was a bad idea. It got even worse. Um, And so like, I I just tried all kinds of things. I finally, um, I finally uh, at five 30 AM texted my guys at work. I'm like, guys, I'm just going to take a half day off because I, I can't even walk. Like, what day was this? This was yesterday. Oh. And so I was like, okay. Uh, I was going to say, you didn't text it on the general PWA. No, no, I didn't. I just texted it on my, my, the, the group with my guys. I could have done so it to all. That is interesting, Jeff, because I saw you Monday and yeah. you looked pretty normal. Yeah. But I don't remember if I saw you walk in. 
So yeah, I did. I did see you walk in. So in, I was in your ironically point, enough, I was in your office before you were, and you just like walked in, and you looked pretty normal at the point where I walked in, as normal was, as Jeff can look. It was not uh, hurting very much at the point I walked in, and what what I discovered then was as I got I got up. And I was like, I have to do something about this. This is not normal. There's something wrong with my foot. I cracked my heel or something. And so... Bye, cracky. Yeah. I, I love like, the thoughts that are going through your mind. And so I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go to urgent care and get an x-ray. Because maybe I fractured it. And then uh, if maybe there's something that should be done about it. <clears throat> and so I went to urgent care. And the urgent care opened at 7 a.m. And I went online and I made an appointment. And it, urgent <coughs> care in Napanee? Urgent care in Elkhart. Okay. So I, I stayed home. And I was like, I finally discovered that if I put my feet down, uh, the pain subsides. And I was able to sleep for about half an hour before it got bad and woke me up again. And are you taking Tylenol or ibuprofen? I took both Tylenol and ibuprofen and it did nothing. Wow. It absolutely did nothing. And so I was like, yeah, there's something wrong here. So anyways, so I made an appointment. I went online, made an appointment. And the first appointment they had was at 8, 8 o'clock or 8.10. And so I was like, okay, fine. Okay, I'll, I'll go. And then, <clears throat> so I show up there about 10 minutes or about, about 8 o'clock, 7.55. Mm. And I sat down there and I was like, okay, they'll, they'll come see me soon. I checked in oh, on my phone. See you. And the lady calls me and she's like, Jeff. And it was, I was sitting there for like two minutes. I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to get in right away. And then um, she called me up and she said, hey, um, our uh, our x-ray tech is off today. And we don't have x-ray today. He's not allowed to have off. <sighs> and I was like, okay, is this going to be a problem? And she's like, well, yeah, if, if it's something with your foot, they're going to want to x-ray it. Okay. Um, and had you inspected your foot yourself to this point? Yeah. Some self-diagnosis. There was nothing. It wasn't swollen. It wasn't purple. Did you try like poking at it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Kind of poking I around. I found it, it was like a very specific spot that was hurting. What spot? Uh, it's right on the side of my heel. On the, the inside or the outside? On the inside. The on, inside. So that's interesting, your heel. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's really weird. And, and it was like some kind of... Um, was it a killing you? I thought maybe it was even like a sprain like uh, some kind of tendonitis. Um, it wasn't the killing me. It wasn't the Achilles. <sighs> Anyways, so then then she was like, I was like, oh, okay, well, um, and she's like, well, I can see if the other branches have uh, x-ray. And then and I was like, oh, sure, yeah, let's do that. Uh, where do they, where are your other branches? Oh, one's in Mishawaka and one's in South Bend. And I was like, ah. Oh. I already knew, like, at that point that no matter what she said, I would probably just go to a different place. Um, and so she said, let me check. Oh, no, Mishawaka doesn't have it. Uh, they're, they're extra guys on vacation, too. Their guy was sick. Wow. <sighs> and so, oh, South Bend has it. Radiation South poisoning. Bend. South Bend is, like, like, 40 minutes from where I was at that time. And I was just like, no, I don't want to drive 40 minutes for this. And then sit for an hour and a half because I didn't have an appointment before or didn't have a, a, a slot. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And then she's like, well, you can come in tomorrow uh, if you want to x-ray it here. We'll, we'll have x-ray tomorrow. I was like, no. I Our extra I, guy's I, out of vacation days, so I there's wanna, no way he'll be off tomorrow. I don't want to wait for a whole day on this. Something's so wrong. What, I need to find out what it is. Uh, I'll go somewhere else. So how are you going to figure this out, Jeff? 
<sighs> he bought his own x-ray machine. So I was like, okay. If you go to x-ray, <clears throat> take a, a quick uh, x-ray class to get certified. I should have. You should have. The instructor taught you. I probably would have fried And then myself. he mentioned that he normally works at the uh, Elkhart right. Hospital. <laughs> but because he's teaching this class... He had to take off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! So, anyways, so so yeah. This was at this was at uh, physicians' urgent care. I don't even know what physicians' urgent care means. Is it urgent care for physicians, or is it urgent care that the physicians own, or what exactly it means? Anyways, I was like, okay, this is dumb. Uh, I'm just gonna go to the Elkhart walk-in clinic. And so I went to that. Ruben, it's close to your house. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and walked in. And, and you can uh, schedule time slots there too if you want to. But the earliest one they had were, was for 1 p.m. And I was like, okay, it's 8.30. I'm probably going to be able to just walk in faster than 1 p.m. So I did. I walked in there and sure enough, <clears throat> um, I went in the front door and they're like, no, no, you got to go around to the side. Well, the side says check in at the front desk and the front de- front desk told me <sighs> go to the side thing. So I went into the side thing. So you just infinitely walking on your yeah. hurting heel. And then I, <laughs> yep. And at this time, by this time, I had been up on my feet enough that the pain had actually subsided a bit. And so like I did definitely walk with a limp, uh, a pretty heavy limp, but it wasn't like absolutely unbearable. Like I had been during the night. So you were finally able to get some sleep while you were walking. Right. <laughs> and so then I checked in. So the the sign that said go to the front was for another part of the building. This uh, The Elkhart Clinic is huge. Like they have everything there. And you're talking about the hospital, right? No. No, it's the Elkhart Clinic. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's on the right corner on Lexington of and Lexington and 19. Okay. Yeah. 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 It always looks like a nursing home. It, it There is a nursing home right beside it. Hmm. Maybe that's why. And they have, they like, they do everything there. It's like, it's like an, I think it's owned by the same people that own the hospital. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Beacon. Yeah, uh, but it's like, they have, they do everything there. They have uh, an ear doctor there. They have an ear, nose, throat doctor. They have a uh, a cancer doctor there. They have a heart doctor there. They have um, the walk-in clinic. They have, um, they have some something for like, there's like a, a whole building i think for for heart but then there's also a cardiologist inside the main building then they have uh they do labs and they do imaging there which would be like anything from mris to x-rays to like all that kind of stuff they They could probably even all in the same building they could probably check your blood pressure they probably could (laughs) so i went in there and i finally got in and the doctor was super nice is uh dr kim no dr sue anyways how do you confuse Kim and Sue? Well, it's they're Sue, so close Sue, to the same. It's Doctor Sue Kimball. Oh, oh. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, so what did what did he say? Uh, it say? was it was a she, um, and she said, "Okay, well, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it could be gout." And I was like, "Oh crap! I don't so want, I don't want you got rubenitis." What, what went through your mind Rubenitis. when you heard that? I was just like, um. No. I know Ruben has a very miserable life. <laughs> and I also know that he has gout on top of his miserable life. So, Oh, man. So it's not even that gout is the, the cause gout is of like his... The anti-cherry on top. Uh, yeah. It's like, the, it's like the crater where the cherry was supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. The un-cherry. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> it's the flies on the pile of poo. Mm. 
Most definitely. Anyways, so I was like, oh, I don't want this. Uh, but sure, let's go check it out. She said, well, it could be you have a fracture. It could be, you know, just something like tendonitis or like a sprain or whatever. Uh, uh, so and they, so she gave me these two cards and there was a yellow card and a red card. And they're like big. They're like, they're like twice as big as an index card. And the one said labs and the one said imaging. And it acts as a hall pass. So you go over, she said, okay, go over to labs and imaging. And she showed me where to go. And she said, walk through this, go to here, turn right, then go to here, go to the end of the hall and turn left, and then go up to the main desk and they'll show you where to go. And I was like, this is a big building. And so I walked down the hallway and I walked over there. Limping to make sure (laughs) that she knew as you walked away that this was a real emergency. Yep. Good. And so I went up and you had to check in for each one separately. So I handed her the card and she said, what's your name and what's your birthday? And so I told her and then I went over to the other window to check in for the labs. What's your name? What's your birthday? I told him. And then I went and sat down and, and then I was only there. Um, so, so I got, I sat down and a little bit later I got, my name was called and went in to do my x-ray. I was literally in the room x-raying for about three minutes and then I was back out in my chair like it was just like in out done lickety split like they are on it oh man they are just and there's probably like like 40 people sitting around waiting for something there it's crazy it I mean, to sounds get x, to get x-rays to get x-rays or labs or there was another doctor's office back in the other corner I don't know what he was a specialist in but like there are people there are just people Wow. Like everywhere. It sounds like. And at the front desk, they have this little, uh, they, they hand out the buzzers like they have at restaurants. Oh. That like when you're t- when it's your turn to come up, then it'll buzz for you. Mm. Like they're that, like they're that synchronized. Do, also like when they make it buzz, do they also like shout your name behind the counter? They don't. Jeff. The buzzing. With is- a heel, with a hurt heel. <laughs> No, so no so, party. So this is what they do. They say Jeff last name starts with M, and then you go over there. Which I didn't have one of those buzzery things, so I don't know what that was for. But they were Aww. incredibly annoying. Like they were very loud, unusually loud. Um, so not do they vibrate? Yeah, they vibrate, and they're vibrating. And they 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 vibrate, and they light, and the lights flash on them. And the vibrating is is as loud as a beeping would be. I don't know what it is. It's something insane. Probably for the people that can hardly feel anything. Um, well, yeah. If you're if you're at a hospital, you could you might be in there for yeah. numbness. Yeah, you could probably sit on it and it would vibrate enough to like scoot you along the floor. I don't know, mm. and carry you yeah. over to the death. <laughs> That's probably what I was trying to do. Anyways, <laughs> so when you walk in, then they ask you for your last name mm. and then your date of birth to confirm that they have the right person, so that you can't just impersonate somebody else. Um, so anyways, so I went back out after I got my x-ray done and I went in uh, to get a blood test. Then late and they called me, it was like three minutes later. And I was in and out of that in like three minutes too. Like she was, and, and it was like, have you ever had blood drawn? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Layton, have you? It's, yes. It's a very uh, interesting procedure. Yeah. Um, it's not pleasant. The most intriguing part of it for me is like, the vacuum tubes, mm. how it just like literally sucks the blood out of you. Wait, vacuum tubes? Like, like so they so or like they, the syringe. Part. So they stick the little what. needle in you. Yeah. Okay, and then it's got like a check valve on it. Yeah, and then they push this tube in, 
right? And the tube fills up with blood. Yeah. All right. Well, where does the air go? Right. But there is no air in the tube. The air is, or the, the tube is actually vacuumed. It's a negative. Mm. It has, it has negative like air pressure, negative pressure in it yeah. so that the blood just gets sucked into it. No, I've never done that. Oh, I've never done labs. I don't think. Okay. I, I thought you meant like, have you, have I ever given blood? No. And no. it's like, yeah, I have. I've never given blood, but I've had labs done. They're but both, they're both very similar. I have yeah. two. Yeah, they're pretty similar. But I don't remember that. But I will say this is. Well, when you give blood, it, it goes into usually a machine. Or a big, like a, a bag. Yeah, big, or a bag. Yeah. 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 When you do give plasma, it goes into a machine. Yeah. But when you give blood, it goes into a bag, I think, or something. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, but. She was the, the the nurse that did it to me. It was like really good, and did I she barely hurt you. I did not feel it. No, I did not feel the needle going. No, in. it was wow. very impressive. And I watched. How, it. How are you ga- sure? What gauge? Are you of sure needle? your pain wasn't was big? Your pain wasn't just so focused on your on your. Well, heel? that could have been it. It could have also been that I was on ibuprofen and Tylenol. Uh, probably not. It was probably worn off by then. But I'll anyways, have to remember that the next I time I want to give like, blood. I could not like. I felt it, but it didn't hurt. Yeah, like. And, and anyways, and, and she was just like in and out done. So I was just marveling at the efficiency of this place. Like they probably pump 400 people through there in a day. Like, well, if there was 40, out. you said there was 40 people there. You yeah, think? I think at least like, and they were just, they were just hopping like people walking, people going this way, that way. It was, it's crazy. Wow. Anyways. Anyway, so what were you, so what were you hoping to get from these tests? I was hoping that it would be like a fracture um, that I would, or, or even just like a sprained ankle that I know would heal um, eventually. Right. Yeah. Well, and then she called me back later and she's like, well, you have arthritis. I was like, Oh, did she say what kind? She did not say what kind. It's, it's probably the kind that is in the foot. No, but there's (laughs) different. Some arthritis is brought on by weather. Or, it, or oh, is, yeah. is worse than the weather. Yeah. It's not rheumatoid arthritis and it's not gout. Gout is also a form of arthritis, I think. Yeah, it is. Oh. Um, and and, and she, so she was checking. She had me do blood tests specifically because of that uh, to just to see, you know, whatever. Uh, and then we also did just like a full blood test to see, you know, if I had diabetes and whatever else. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, that nothing showed up there, which was good. Um. I do believe all arthritis, though, is a form of inflammation. Yeah, like that—that that is what it is. Infl- like something is being inflamed. What? So I think yeah. it's like there's crystals that like grow in your joints, and then it like irritates them. Well, and that's less. that's for sure. That's what gout is. Yeah, I didn't know that's what rheumatoid arthritis was. Well, rheumatoid arthritis is different. Uh, like I have just regular arthritis. Okay. But the rheumatoid arthritis is when your body, it's not growing crystals. It actually, your body actually attacks itself yeah. and starts eating away at its own bone, uh, like, like the cartilage between <sighs> bones or something like that. But it, it, it flares up and goes away because yeah. I, I believe that is what I had. And yeah. mine, uh, I haven't had pain now for over a month. Gout. Yeah. No, yeah, no, rheumatoid. rheumatoid. Yeah. In fact, I might not ever have had gout. Oh, really? It may always have been rheumatoid flare-ups. Okay, yeah. Not totally and, sure. And rheumatoid, yeah, rheumatoid can go away, but if it gets too bad, it's it can leave, it can do permanent damage. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Now, my sister had it as well, and like she she actually couldn't walk both of her ankles, and they were like all swollen up and stuff. Yeah. But she went to a doctor and was able to get medication for it that it's it's basically gone. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, so you said you're on 
prednisone. Yes, they gave me a prescription 10 days of prednisone or five days. Okay. Two pills a day, but I only did one pill. So that's so. that's interesting because I, I had two rounds of prednisone. Okay. And I started with like a heavy dose. I think I did yeah. like six and then five, then four, then three, then two, then oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Or something something like that. Yeah. So she, she prescribed two per day for okay. me. And did it take away the pain after about a couple hours? It, um, so, so I'm supposed to do two per day. I did, I did one, um, yesterday after, or right before supper, during supper, whatever. Um, cause you're supposed to get, take it with food. Um, and it was like substantial. I still felt a little bit of pain throughout the night, but mm-hmm. I think that if I would take it at the full dosage, then it would go away entirely. Uh, however, I, I only plan to take one pill a day, at least for now, because it seems to be like it's very manageable. It still hurts, but it's very man- manageable mm-hmm. with just one. And I don't want to like. Yeah, I, I know drugs aren't always drugs aren't that great for you. They no, do have for, side effects. And, and print, stuff, print so. zone is, is bad for you. Yeah. No, I, what, I what is at, it? What does it just take away pain or it, does it, it actually treat? No, it, the uninflammatory. It does not treat it. It, it, it uninflames it. Doesn't it ster- it, don't steroids do that? It, it is a steroid. It is a form of steroid. It oh. is a steroid. Okay. It actually, prednisone, it actually like changes your your body no longer thinks that you have the underlying issue that it's being inflamed for. It basically just tricks your body in thinking you don't have to be inflamed anymore. Yeah. And so therefore the inflammation goes away yep. and you have no more pain. Mm-hmm. So it treats the symptom. Yeah. Yeah. But the side effects are, I believe it's high blood sugar, Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of bad side effects. She said, "She said, don't take it before before bed because you will stay awake because it'll like make you jittery. Oh, because your blood sugar is so high you can't sleep. I don't know something. But there's yeah. permanent, Probably permanent caffeine in long term side effects. Yeah, if you take it too long, too much. So anyway, well, but yeah. Uh, what is your plan, Jeff? To yeah." Or, or, or what, what phase are you at? Where do you your, go from here? What are, where are you at with your, yeah. Um, I'm going to keep taking the prednisone, assuming that in a few days uh, it will kind of go away. Okay. Which is like, even today it, it's a lot less. And so I think that it will kind of, the flare up will dissipate. I think. This Speaking back to the pain again, like I, I do remember it is, so bad. I wasn't suicidal. However, I did think how when old people have this pain, I understood why you just want to die. They just want to end it. Mm-hmm. Like I could totally understand that it's so so bad. Mm-hmm. And you can you can you can't move fast. Right. You you feel handicapped. You feel like yeah. you feel very vulnerable. Yep. Like if someone would break into your house, just a normal bodied person could probably pretty easily overpower you like that if you have yeah with with me with just my foot i would probably hop on one foot out of there but (laughs) (laughs) no i was still able to like i was still able to walk i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't run yeah like and i would definitely hobble along like i would stand on my tiptoes and then it wouldn't hurt Mm. as soon as i put pressure on my heel then it hurts Mm -hmm. so i've been walking around like that most of the day um yeah, no, I, I totally know what you're saying, Ruben. Um, so I'm comparing this to mentally to kidney stones. And like, yeah, how did it compare to that? Okay, this is this is like bad. Kidney stones is still another level. Wow. Like, 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 so, so this is like 
hold it. I can't sleep. I can't even think about anything else. This hurts really bad. Like, Does it hurt so bad that you want to throw up? No. Aww. No. No, the, the kidney stones. Oh, kidney stones? Yeah. Kid, kidney stones is like, is like it hurts so bad that your whole body just like starts going numb. Oh. Like literally. Wow. I, I had that happen the first time. It, it was just like, like my whole body decided, like I almost couldn't feel anything else because it was so intense. Wow. But. And is your kidney stone... Is that pretty much resolved and at bay? Nah, I still have I still have them every now and then, but I haven't had any as bad as the the first time that I had it. So, well, it was weird. I, I think I remember the first time you had it. Oh, we I were, remember it very we were, clearly. We were gaming together online, and oh, all yeah. the, all and didn't know anything was wrong. And all of a sudden, Jeff was just no longer part of the group. Well, I just <laughs> remember wasn't, seeing the wasn't like, responding to text. The little notification came up and was like, doo doo, like Jeff signed out. Doo doo. <laughs> I forgot about that. I thought I had appendicitis. Wait, I do remember you saying something like, like kind of like moaning over your mic, like, like kind of like, oh, oh, guys, it hurts so bad. I don't remember oh. that. Oh, I, I remember that a little bit. I'm pretty sure so, that you said something. That, and at that point, it something was like, hurt really bad. At that point, it was bad, and it got just worse as I got into the hospital. But, uh, yeah. Oh, you can kind <sighs> of tell like when it's coming on. Like the the pain slowly increases with the for kidney stones. Okay. And then it's it like, like as it's traveling down your urethra, yeah, it's like hurting more and more. P- pick, I think picking up steam, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, so it's one that you don't want. So I, I have to gone pick up steam <laughs> to the ER one one other time for kidney stones, uh, just because like I, okay, I I knew exactly what it was. I said, oh, I have another kidney stone. This is going to be bad. I'm going to go to the hospital and and get some some pain medication for it. So. Yeah. So I did, and they confirmed what it was, and then it was actually, yeah. So, but in between then, I've had like one or two times where I felt a kidney stone, but it was really small, and so it didn't really hurt that bad, um, but yeah. All right. Well, I didn't get to talk a whole lot about the birth of my son, which was pretty Ruben, incredible. you haven't been on. I know, I know. I'm on today, though. Yeah. So that's why I was going to talk yeah, about Yeah, you didn't it. get to talk about it, but you also weren't here to talk about it. Well, that's what I'm doing right now, mm. Jeff. Mm. Anyway. Um, so, Ruben, why don't you tell us about the birth of your son? Layton, are yeah, you, I want to hear about are it. Are you going to be on next week? It's possible. I have to look at my schedule. There's um, a good chance. I guess, just real briefly, everything went well. He lost some weight, which is normal. And so it is. There definitely were, you know, we were a little concerned a little bit, but just, it's kind of crazy. How hard can it be to keep someone alive, mm. and he he's totally fine. Like he was never close to like not not being alive. But uh, I don't know. It's been more fun than I ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I do think I remember Layton saying, giving ah, giving the impression that it's a lot of fun to have a child. Yeah. But I didn't really. I don't know. Believe it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you like like I I was wearing rose colored glasses. Uh, I was a little euphoric and not fully in touch with the reality of all the work that it takes. No, the impression I got was more, you were like in a fog and not able to think or see clearly. Ah. You were like in a dream, not in a fog, in a dream. You're like kind of like in a dream, like you're like talking in a dream. I'm like, yeah, Layton. Yep. All right. Sure. 
Sure. Like I'm slightly hallucinating. <laughs> yes, hallucinating. That, that's what I was getting after. Okay, yeah. I'm. That, that's the that's the impression that I got. Okay, but the truth is, it is a ton of fun to have a child. Yeah. Welcome to the hallucination, Ruben. Yeah, it's great down here. <laughs> How have you been coping with less sleep? Um, my we, wife has been pretty amazing, and I have not. I've I've been sleeping pretty well in the at nights. I, I help out. I do like this morning at three thirty or four o'clock. Or I, no, no, it was at like two o'clock. At two o'clock, I woke up and she asked me just to like sleep with him because he wasn't falling asleep in his little yeah, crib. Yeah. Um, but that's not the norm. Like usually, usually he he sleeps and usually like she lets me sleep so that I can function be, during the day and be, work. Be awake at work. Yeah. Be the provider. Mm-hmm. Now the first the first two weeks was different. Especially yeah. the fir- especially the first week was different. Yeah. I was up a lot more. Yeah. Guys, with your first kid, especially with your first kid, I think with any kid, but with your first kid, like, men, make sure that you take plenty of time off to spend with your wife. You should you should try to be with your wife for the first, I mean, I don't know, what do you think, five days at least? Minimum a week. That's my like, vote. Like, try it, like, the shoot Minimum for, of a week. I know, I know that it's not always doable, it's not always possible, but like... For sure, like if if you if your kid is born on Saturday, don't go back to work Monday. Yeah, go back to work at least the next Thursday or Saturday or not not Saturday, but like yeah. If I you wish can take I wish I would have I wish I would have just like just plan on just taking off more. I didn't really plan yeah. on taking off. Yeah, uh, I work my hours are pretty flexible, so I knew that that I could if yeah, I needed helpful. to. You also work from home, so it it's a little more doable. Yeah, but I was I was planning. So he was born on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked Monday was a re- very normal day. Yeah. Yeah. Normal meetings, normal work. And then he was born, uh, Carm started going to labor late Tuesday night. It's always at night. And then he was born Tuesday morning. Wow. And so we, we didn't, Wait, we didn't, she went into labor Tuesday night and he was born Tuesday morning. She reverse the, time. The birth was so intense that she turned back time. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but. Anyway, he was, he was born Tuesday morning at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Ruben, you guys did a home birth, right? We did. How was that experience? It was great. Yeah. It was really great. We didn't have to like leave or go anywhere. I mean, we could just yeah. stay at home. We really enjoyed it. And, and the birth went well. Like, there weren't any complications mm-hmm. or anything. What was your biggest worry about it? Uh, in the moment? <clears throat> so well, No, like coming up to it. Coming up to it? Like, 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 or your biggest like reason like well maybe i would rather not have a home birth or maybe you never liked that maybe you always wanted a home birth uh i was never yeah i was always fine with a home birth like the concerns would have been like what if, what if uh there, like there's hemorrhaging which means that yeah. there's bleeding during the birth and like more than what is normal and right. like it's dangerous right so that probably would have been the biggest concern uh, or that something was wrong or m- maybe that uh during the birth process like he he wouldn't come out you know sometimes there's like there's progression which is yeah. like opening up and the baby coming out and sometimes it stalls. Yeah. And so I think that would have been a concern going into it. Like, what do yeah. we do if it stalls? Yeah. Like we, they, we then have to go to a hospital. Right. So th- those are some of the concerns I, I would have had. Mm-hmm. The biggest concern that I had in the moment though, was there's different stages of labor and you guys probably know this, but mm-hmm. listeners out there there, we, we watched a, or I took a birth course. So I kind of knew how to help, help my wife. Mm-hmm. Were, were you the doula? Yes. I that 
That's fantastic. More power to you. Yeah. Like there, there, we there, are there was, straight up hiring a doula. For there was no doula. Oh, you are? Yeah. That's there, fine. There was no doula technically, but I acted as in like, I was like, you know, talking her through, coaching her, telling her to breathe. Yeah. Telling her to yeah. like, you know, massaging her back, bringing her cold towels. Awesome. Bringing water. I, I was the doula for my wife and I never brought her any towels. <laughs> Wash, washcloth. I oh, I gave her a drink every once in a while. <laughs> well, the truth is, I actually forgot to tell her to give her a drink, but the midwife who was there was was constantly saying, you should keep on drinking. Yeah. yeah. So technically, yeah, I did uh, fail there a little bit. No, yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say, there's tra- there's a progression and there's stages of labor. Yes. And one of the stages is that contractions, um, the, the, the your, your wife can like talk normally and then there's a contraction, which is painful. Yeah. And at the beginning, they can like talk while they're having the contractions, and then it gets bad enough that they don't talk through the contractions. It's like yep. it's right. pretty intense. They just like kind of like bear down, close their eyes, and just like groan, and uh, you know it's painful. Yeah, that's and the then way it is. but then it stops, and they talk through the contractions, and then all of a sudden it gets to a point where there is no longer talking through even between contractions, mm. and and I knew this was a very this was drilled into me by my wife. And when it happened in, in the moment in the real life, I was, when she stopped talking between contractions, I was a little concerned that she was at that point in her mind, but not actually there in body, not, in yeah. body. Like she, like she like was she thinking knew. because she, she knew the stage. Yeah. She was like trying to convince herself yeah. that she was further along. Kind of like, she yeah, like was. hypochondria. Yeah. But for birth. So I would keep Hypo- on birthria. So even early on, I would keep on like, like, like kind of egging her on to like talk, like, like kind of encourage, like, like to ask her questions, like between the contractions. I feel like that. I'm pretty sure that just made her really frustrated. Did, did she catch on? Like that is not the thing no. to do. No, she didn't catch on. Okay, good. You have to do it in a, a very uh, calm, but not coddling kind of voice. Calm, but not coddling. Okay. The birth class we took was, it was good. It was, fr- I forget the name now. Built to Birth was the name of the course. Uh-huh. And the person on it is great, but her voice is so <sighs> annoying. Isn't that awful? It's like, like a training video where the content is amazing and the person you just can't stand listening well, to them. But it was like, it was the tone they were putting on as if you were in labor. Oh, so it, okay. it was very much, you were, you can do this. You are a powerful woman. Your body was made for this. Embrace and, and the pain. <laughs> Embrace the Focus pace. the pain down. Uh, anyway. Down deep. Which that tone also kind of annoyed my wife, so oh. I didn't. Did you watch it while tone? you were giving birth? <laughs> while your wife was giving birth? <laughs> I had my, my one earbud in. Mm. So I kind of like keep track of what I was supposed to be saying to what was happening in reality. Mm. No, it's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I wouldn't be able to so, do that. So uh, just like, mm, maybe this, feel free to share as little as you feel comfortable <laughs> with. Does your wife uh, tend to like change moods or get into a, a kind of a funny mood at some point in birth? Because mine does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, maybe you can share after this. Um, well, <laughs> I, no, but, but it was intense and, and there was definitely more like some little, like some snappiness. Uh, oh oh yeah, yeah, sure. 
Which I know is well. I thought I heard uh, something about your your <laughs> wife like starting singing to a song, bursting out into a comical song. Yeah, we can't go into that on the podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> if someone you know meets us in person, I can maybe tell you what it, what happened or yeah. what it was. But it's not. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's not the kind of stuff that you can share. Yeah, but it's like it's like well, this was kind of random and also kind of funny. Like it's exactly how my wife was too. Yeah. Like like just like made these really interesting comments during birth uh that just like cracked people up like around her yeah anyways Leighton, do you have any similar experiences or is your wife uh not not that type oh um i don't know if she i mean yeah definitely more irritated she she's just i would just describe it as loud <laughs> But, but like, I mean, not even, I mean, yeah, there's definitely like some, some yelling through the pain. Yeah. But then also there's like, like there's some ordering around that is just in a louder tone than normal. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And and (laughs) specifically though, and then this was frustrating when we were at the hospital they are so, so, so we had one birth at the hospital and then the second birth was at home. And the one at the hospital, they are very, very, the nurses are very, very intent on always monitoring the baby, the baby's heart uh-huh. rate. So they have to have like a heart oh, monitor yeah, yeah, yeah. thing oh, sure. yeah. strapped to the belly the whole time. And it was, I, I was even annoyed at like the, their insistence that this thing needs to be strapped to your belly the whole time and it would just get in the way yeah and it just made the whole labor way more uncomfortable and finally my wife was like no don't like and yeah i agree yeah i I wouldn't even say that her tone was unwarranted it was annoying Mm -hmm. but they were like well we just have to do it it's the protocol it's like yeah you don't really care about hospital protocol is um so for the I don't know births. I don't know what it's what we've never had a hospital birth, but I Jeff, do, I'll take another piece of that jerky. But I do remember um, our doula, I think it was telling us last time that if you go to a hospital, it doesn't matter where you go, you don't always have to do what they tell you to. Mm-hmm. Like it is still, it is absolutely your right. You're still a human being that has mm-hmm. like choices to make about yeah. how you're treated it is your right to refuse a any kind of treatment or anything in a hospital if you go to a hospital and you have something against them drawing your blood you can say hey don't draw my blood now it might not be to your benefit um you could even die because co- of it but they cannot force you unless they can like somehow declare you insane or something they can't force you to do something you don't want to do <coughs> i think maybe that was the thing that I was actually most nervous about was going to a hospital mm-hmm. because, uh, and they talked about this in the birth class was they will. And, and Carmen talked about it too, because she's, she's seen it and experienced it first time at, or firsthand as a nurse. They like, especially doctors will talk to you in a way that makes you, makes it sound like you have to do this thing or you're going to die or your baby's going to die, or there's going to be insane consequences when all you have to, all you have to ask is just, is this actually an emergency? Do, and do we have any other options? And mm-hmm. then you, and then they will say, 
Like, is it actually an emergency? No. Most right. of the time. Right. Yeah, and it's fair to ask those questions. You know, um, <clears throat> I don't condone uh, a doctor pushing something for selfish motives, but I also don't blame them. Like, if you go to a hospital and they say, yeah, we want you to do a C-section because, and they're thinking in the back of my mind, because if you don't do a C-section, um, then I can't go, you know, we're going to be late for our vacation that we have planned tomorrow. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's like, there. there is a point where somebody can be acting in self-interest and recommend something. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to suggest that doctors are all like that or even mm-hmm. mostly like that, but I know that that can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this jerky's kind of good. Can mm. I just review it? Yeah. All right. So this comes from, thanks to Uncle Joel and Aunt Joyce, Chili-licious beef jerky, Backer Brothers brand. Mm-hmm. Well, at least it's not crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good callback, uh, Jeff. For pets. For pets. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the nasty. Oh. the single nastiest thing I've ever eaten. I'm surprised we didn't throw up. Oh, I, I yeah, too. it was close. I still remember that flavor. Very, very oily. Oh, it was so moist. They were soaked in oil. <laughs> they were like... Like motor oil is what it tasted like. Oh. Anyway, this beef jerky is really good. It is... You've redeemed spicy. yourself. It is hot. I like it. <clears throat> I wouldn't buy it because it's, it's hot. It's hotter than what I... I enjoy a piece or a two. But I, w- I would call this a fun hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fun hot. But... It's not like miserable hot. I prefer... Exactly. But I prefer the... Milder varieties. Slightly milder. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I like the sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It's got good, it's got a good sweet hot combo. It tastes, no. It tastes a little bit like a sweet summer sausage mm-hmm. in jerky form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. With spice added. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Leighton, did you want to hit any of your topics, any of your stories? We're, we're pretty much out of time. I'm just going to say this. Uh, actually, hey, you know what? Are are you okay with putting a putting a picture on of your son out to our patrons? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, we'll That's have that, idea. and then I'll also have a picture of one of the. Rottweiler puppies mm. that mm. we have for sale. Is he the same age as Lee as Eli in dog years? Um, actually, they're close to the same age. I think in literal years are close. Oh. Yeah, in dog years, he'd be a little bit older. This one, yeah this this pup was born four weeks ago. Okay, mm. so <clears throat> I thought about that. We should sometime just stop by to see the puppies. You should totally we, see the puppies. We do not want a dog, but my daughter would love to see the puppies. Oh, yeah. Bring her over. Totally. The boys love playing with the puppies. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Oh, man. So, yeah. that's Look look for that on the uh, patron. Well, pa- patron lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question. I have a question for you. This, is, this will hopefully generate some feedback. For you fans, those listeners of you, um, I 
I don't want any house bets. My wife doesn't either. So so that's that's where we draw the line, house bets. But we're not a we're not opposed to pets outside. Yeah. Um we don't want a dog outside because of the massive piles of poo that they leave in the yard. Um uh <clears throat> but we're considering getting a cat. Mm. Um as a kitten. Oh. Okay. I was going to say I know a coworker who has a cat that He'll pay you a hundred dollars to no, take. No, I, I won't. I won't take. I will not take that kind of deal. But I would take a cute kitten, um, because but it's yeah, right you, the size. They don't that, stay. They don't stay that. No, I, no, I get that. But it would it would have the chance to to grow up and be accustomed to our house and our family and all that. So, but outside in town, do you think the cat would stay? This is my question. Would a cat stay? No. at our property. I don't care if it runs outside of our fence. Um, as long as it just kind of like, actually, I wouldn't really care if it got hit on the road, but I, I was going to say the chances are it's just going to hit, hit except for, except for my daughter's sake. Right. But <clears throat> probably watch it. Would it make uh so, so the question is twofold. Number one, um, does a cat stay around if you feed it? Does a kitten stay around if you feed it and give it shelter? So we'd have a little house outside for it with some blankets and stuff in, um, and also, uh, a, you know, food and water. Um, and then question two, would it be more likely to stay around if it had a friend? So if we got two kittens and they had somebody like they had, I a, don't know, a fellow to interact with. I don't know about the two, but I do know cats do roam in mm-hmm. Elkhart and there's some, so oh, for sure. There's some neighborhood cats around oh, yeah. and if they can get food at other places, which is very possible that could happen, they may not remain loyal to mm-hmm. your home. They definitely. Will. I don't think there's anybody in the neighborhood. You'll just be on the on its route. The the you'll cat, be one of the houses on its route. There's none of our neighbors feeds feeds cats outdoors. Uh, they, all our neighbors that have cats feed them indoors. So this would be a unique one. Now the the food may attract other cats from the mm-hmm. neighborhood, which might not be desirable. I don't know, but we could at least try it. <clears throat> So I'm just interested to hear from you guys what you think of these. Have you had experience with this? Um, yeah. Yeah. Specifically the listeners are asking. Yeah, listeners. Yep. Yeah. I know we have a vet on our podcast. Oh, sorry. Can I just... I was so frustrated. Also, speaking of pets, this will not take long. At Leroy? We have a pair of pets. Yeah, stories. we had to get... Leroy is up for his rabies shot. And we have a vet that we've gone to the last couple of years. And... Now the two the last two times we've taken him to this vet, we've we tell him he is really nervous. He does not like when doctors go and stick a needle in his back. Leroy. Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. He's a uh, seventy five pound Doberman. And he's strong. And and so they gave they, they sent some meds home. Oh, and by the way, so the last the previous two times we've taken him and we've had to get additional meds, go home give him the additional meds, and come back in, at a later day. Uh. And so, again, uh, we have the initial set of meds that we need. I give it to him. I take him there, and he's fine. He's, like, hyper, but he's fine in the lobby. Go back into the room. He's fine, whatever. I put a muzzle on him, and then the lady vet goes up to give him the shot. And I'm kind of, like, holding. Leroy is, like, facing me, and she uh. kind of walks up behind him, and he just, like, whips around. Like, did he have the muzzle on? Yeah, he had the muzzle on. 
But it was so like I, I couldn't hold him. Like yeah, it, it, if it would it would have for sure broken my nose if I would have been a little bit lower, and like, <laughs> and so I I said we can try it one more time, and so I went down to try it one more time, and then like he just started like growling when when she got up close to him again. He knew what was coming, and so I I am so, and they have no other plan. This has happened now three different times, mm-hmm. and her solution was I'll give you more meds. How do they not have? How, what, what more meds is it? Is are it they like trying to sedate him? Re- yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So sedation meds. Sorry, I should have specified. Oh. So you came back the same day? No. Oh. Like a, two weeks later. But you were supposed to take the meds before you came in. Yeah, and right, I, I right did. Right before you came in. Yeah, yeah, a couple hours before. I, I followed the instructions down to the T. But now this is another third different appointment that we've had to go back a second time. And I, I was just sick of it. How do they not have a plan for a dog like this? She, she said, you know, what you might, uh, what you should do is uh, he needs some anxiety training. And I was like, sure. Like he does, he does fine unless, until people start like poking around his butt. Yeah. He's like, he was totally fine with her. Wasn't, was totally yeah. fine. And when she goes like get up to his butt, he's like, no, I don't want you. I can't see you. I, don't, I do know what's going to happen and I do not like it. <laughs> Leroy, I am. Anyway, you would think that they would like have a harness that they exactly. would just, you just like strap him in and just like exactly. Done. And then she tells me she's talking about this like you really need to take him to like I had the name of this trainer to take some uh, nervousness training. Like you really need to do this. And then she says, uh, when we're getting ready to leave the room, we're in the back room, and she says, um, "Do you want to go out the back so that he's not by the other dogs? Because my dog is so crazy." That I can't take him in with the other animals to go out. So here she's trying to like talk about how nervous and anxious and crazy Leroy is when her dog. And I said, no, he's fine. And he he was fine going out that yeah. way by the other dogs. It's just he doesn't like getting shots in his butt. Yeah. And her dog also is such a wreck that she can't even take so, him out so the front. She's, so she's telling you to do something that she can't do. Exactly. Ruben. Yeah, but he probably, so, her dog Ruben, probably loves Ruben, shots. I Ruben. Told, we're, we're not going back there again. Yeah, find I'm, just, another, I'm just done. Find another vet. Find I, another I did. vet. I called another vet and I, I told, explained the situation. I said, do you have a plan for a dog who's nervous and does not like to get <laughs> stuck by a needle? And then I even went so far, I looked up online, uh, injection gun. Inject, <laughs> injection you gun. shoot your dog <laughs> yeah. with the well, shot. They're meant for like cattle. Yeah. But yes, you can get them, but I, you need to be a vet to get the vac, the, the rabies vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Or actually to, like, to inject it. Like, yeah. I, I can't inject it myself. <sighs> yeah. Ruben, but that would be perfect. Like, Ruben, get, get, yeah. You could dress him up as a baby and take him to the hospital. Except the baby would come out with fangs <laughs> and a vengeance once the nurse gets uh. close. But how does that vet not have a better plan? Uh, Especially when this is now the third time this has happened. They sh- surely they see it on their records. Either give him I'm, five times the dosage to really knock him out. Five times the dosage. I don't care. Maybe, maybe this vet has something against caging animals. Maybe this vet has a personal interest in the training. How do they it not have kind a of seem like it. insider training? Layton, write that down. Insider training. Insider training. Do, how do they not have a muzzle that also acts as like a mask inhaler, and then they can just give sedation? Oh, through the muzzle. Oh. Through the nose. Yeah, like knock them. Like I, I agree. Or just why not? Like why, not 
because I asked her too, like, how long will it take you to inject this? Because like, yes, I can maybe hold him long enough for you to like stick him. But if it takes two seconds, he's going to whip around. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And you're not going to. No. And she said it'll take me one second, which is, is too slow. Yeah. Like, it needs to be like. Like, it needs to be like that. Just it needs like, to be a snap. Yeah. It can't be. Bam. You should through it. Step on your dog's foot while she's giving it, and maybe he'll pay attention to the foot. Uh, uh, anyway, I try to get into, you know, we had a veterinarian on our podcast. That's right. Uh, veterinarian. I, that. I, lo- I looked him up because I, I actually called their vet to see if we could get in, and yeah. they're, they're not taking new clients. Uh, so I called another vet in Elkhart. We'll see. See what happens. All right, that's all that I've got. Laden. What? Let's get this point over with. All right. Point number one. Jeff likes to crack jokes, not heels. Point number two. (laughs) The x-ray technician uses vacation days to teach x-ray classes. Point number three. Sleepwalking heals arthritis. Hmm. Point number four. The Elkhart Clinic has it all. Point number five, Jeff can hop away from a burglar. <laughs> Point number six, kidney stones hurt more the more it picks up steam. And point number seven, hyperbirthia. Is, the definition is deceiving yourself into thinking that you're farther along in labor than you actually are. I feel like quite a few cha- transgenders have hyperbirthia. Uh, point number eight cats dot 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 are they loyal if kept outside and point number nine wow insider training we've never had nine points i'm pretty sure we missed 10 but the perfect score all right what's our word of the week a word of the week is